everybody, and welcome to the Steelers Sanctuary Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Rivero from SteelersSanctuary.com. I'll be flying solo today. Uh, my co-hosts are all doing something, so it's, you're stuck with just me today. Uh, let's start with some Steelers news and notes from the week. Akella Witherspoon practiced today. Uh, we weren't sure if he was would ever see the field again after his uh, bad hamstring injury he had all season long, but it seems like uh, he's moving in the right direction. He hasn't been activated from the IR yet, but it's a good sign that he returned to practice on Wednesday, so... We'll have to wait and see on that. Uh, next up, Cam Hayward won Defensive Player of the Week honors. After that monster game he had against the Raiders, this shouldn't be any surprise. Hayward had two sacks, seven total tackles, three tackles for a loss, and a pass defended. Monster, monster game. Cam Hayward continues to defy father time, playing well into his mid-30s. It's an incredible story, and we hope that continues. The Steelers are going to need him <laughs> going forward. A uh, couple of minor news notes here and Marcus Allen was placed on the IR no surprise after that injury he had against the Raiders on uh, Christmas Eve to replace him the steel uh, Steelers signed Tay Crowder a linebacker from the Giants practice squad he was uh, Mr. Irrelevant in the 2022 draft the very last player taken I don't see him being much more than just a, you know a body for practice at this point I don't think he'll even see the field for the Steelers barring uh, some major injuries. They also re-signed Scott, safety Scott Nelson. This guy had a pretty good athletic profile, good RAS score coming out of college. Hasn't been able to hang on with any team so far. He's been on and off the Steelers squad all season, so we'll have to wait and see on him. I kind of liked him coming out of college. Like I said, good athlete. We'll have to wait and see. The main topic of today's pod is the Steelers' offensive coordinator situation. Rumors were uh, flying around Twitter again this week about the Steelers possibly replacing Matt Canada after the season. That seems to be really gaining steam lately. Uh, Steelers offense has really struggled this year, right? I mean, they're, they've been better since the bye, uh, running the ball much better, but still not scoring enough points. Only 13 against the Raiders this past week. Uh, bottom five in the league, I believe, at this point, at points scored per game. Just not good enough, right? Just not good enough in today's NFL. Uh, I think it's very likely that they move on from him after the season. And so I put together a list of the top seven candidates I thought the Steelers would consider in replacing Matt Canada going into next season. Uh, it's a, uh, if you want to see this in more detail, check, us out, check the article out on steelersanctuary.com. Uh, did a lot of research for this. Came up with some pretty good names. We'll go over the top seven and maybe a couple others quickly here on the pod. First up, number one, I think is, excuse me, Frank Reich. This is a veteran guy. We all, he was fired earlier this season by the Colts after the uh, Colts offense really struggled this season. Uh, the team as a whole struggled. Um, not really sure why they fired him. The team obviously hasn't done much better without him. Uh, this was a strange in-season firing. I mean, this guy's the Colts have done him no favors in the quarterback position, right? They, there's been a never-ending stream of veteran washed-up quarterbacks since he took over. Got names like Philip Rivers, Carson Wentz, and now this season, Matt Ryan. I mean, they never got the quarterback right, and that ultimately sunk Frank Wright. When you think about him as a coordinator, he, he's been largely responsible for that Eagles offense that won the Super Bowl in 2017 that went over the Patriots. He took... He got the best out of both Carson Wentz and Nick Foles. I mean, what has Nick Foles done since that season? Absolutely nothing. 
I like this guy. I like this guy as the coordinator. I would, I would really like to see him be the Steelers coordinator in 2023. I think it's, there's a decent chance. Uh, he certainly will be interviewed. I'm, I'm quite sure. Good offensive mind, veteran guy, not a bad choice at all for the Steelers. Number two on the list, I have Deuce Staley. Um, the breadcrumbs with him connecting him to the Steelers is pretty obvious, right? He was a running back for the Steelers back in the day. Um, he was a coach for the Philadelphia Eagles for 10 seasons. And Andy Weidel, the Steelers assistant general manager, was there that entire time. So he's very familiar with Deuce Staley. Um, he's currently the assistant head coach slash running backs coach for the Detroit Lions. Uh, that Lions offense is having a tremendous season. They're scoring a lot of points. Um, Deuce Staley's a, a factor in that. This is a name to keep an eye on for next season. I think he would be definitely a candidate for this team's OC. Third on the list, Mark Whipple. Uh, I don't think I could do a list of potential candidates without at least mentioning Mark Whipple. How likely is it? You could debate it. I mean, certainly Kenny Pickett, I think, would like it. Uh, these two together did tremendous for Pitt. I mean, they both put up monster seasons for the Pitt offense. And Whipple's, at least in some way, responsible for Kenny Pickett being a number one pick, let's be honest. Uh, good offensive guy. He's been around a long time. Uh, if they were trying to keep some sort of, you know, continuity for Kenny Pickett, this might be an idea. It's You can't rule Mark Whipple out as a candidate, at least. Again, probably a long shot, but just a name that you have to keep in mind. Fourth on my list is a name you might not recognize. His name's Thomas Brown. He is the assistant head coach slash tight end coach for the Los Angeles Rams. This season, last season, he was the running backs coach slash head coach for the Rams. Uh, this is a highly regarded guy around the league from what I've read. Um, we all know how the league loves Sean McVay guys. I mean, just names like Zach Taylor, Matt LaFleur, Brandon Staley are head coaches right now out of the McVay tree. And, um, you know, McVay's famous for his offensive mind. And hey, if Thomas Brown has, can bring some of that to Pittsburgh, I'd be all for it. Um, bring some of that McVay magic this way. Uh, that would be fantastic. This is a guy to keep an eye on for sure. He, he, like I said, he's well-regarded around the league. Been around for a while and a McVeigh prodigy. He has that going for him as well. Fifth on my list, Shane Day. Um, quarterbacks coach slash passing game coordinator for the Los Angeles Chargers. If you all have listened to, at all to my podcast, you know what a big fan I am of Kyle Shanahan. This is a Kyle Shanahan disciple. He was the quarterbacks coach for the 49ers in 2017 and 2018, I believe. Um, he has been with the Chargers for two seasons now. You can't argue with the job he's done there with um, Justin Herbert and that offense. They are the third ranked passing offense in the league as we sit right now. And Justin Herbert, of course, is becoming one of the top quarterbacks in the NFL under Shane Day. A uh, little no name here, but, and again, I'm not sure if this is where Mike Tomlin, the direction Mike Tomlin would want to go in, but boy, would I love to see them have a modern offense like the Rams, 49ers, and even the Chargers employ now. This would be one of my top choices. I'm not sure how the Steelers would feel about it and Mike Tomlin, but definitely Shane Day would be on the top of my list for offensive coordinators. Number six on the list, 
Todd Munkin. Munkin is the offensive coordinator for the Georgia Bulldogs. We all know the success Georgia's had over the past two seasons. They're defending national champions. They're undefeated this season on their way to a second straight national championship. Uh, Munkin is a very bright offensive mind. He's been around a long time. He's got experience in the league as an offensive coordinator. He was the Bucks OC from 2016 to 2018. And he also was the Cleveland Browns OC during the forgettable Freddie Kitchen one-year era. I'm sure Todd Munkin would like to forget about that year as well. Um, so this is an experienced guy. Uh, he's killing it in college right now. Um, I'd be all for this. I'm a big Georgia fan in college. And their offense, if you've ever watched their offense, it's fantastic. It's always innovative. And that's largely due to Todd Munkin. So I, this would be another one of my top picks as well. And seventh and last on our list of top seven, Byron Leftwich. You know what they say, man, timing is everything in life, right? Uh, last This past offseason, Leftwich was a top, super red hot uh, head coach and candidate. Uh, a lot of teams liked him. The Jacksonville Jaguars offered him the job. He turned it down. Uh, something with an issue with Trent Valky, the general manager of the Jacksonville Jaguars, would not really 100% sure why he turned that job down. Uh, he probably regrets that decision now. I mean, look at the job that they've done this year. You knew after Urban Meyer left that this team could only go one way, and that was up with Meyer's uh, epically bad jo head coaching job. Anyone who replaced him was going to look like a hero. This was a golden opportunity for Leftwich, and he turned it down, and I'm sure positive he regrets it. The Buccaneers this season have struggled on offense. A lot of that blame is going to Byron Leftwich and his play calling now. Uh, now that Bruce Arians is gone and not the coach anymore, uh, um, the spotlight's on Leftwich and the team has struggled. No one's going to blame Tom Brady, although he, I'm sure he has some blame to go in his direction. Um, again, Leftwich had a chance to be a head coach. There's only 32 jobs in this league. You've got to jump at the opportunity and figure the rest out later, in my opinion. This coming off season, is he a head coaching candidate again? If, which a lot of us think that um, the Buccaneers coach is going to be fired, they're going to clean house on that staff. Yeah, I guess he still could be a head coaching uh, possibility. But if not, the Steelers OC is definitely something to consider. Obviously, the Steelers know him well. He was a player for Mike Tomlin for a couple of seasons, backup quarterback. Uh, obviously, there's a connection there. This wouldn't be my favorite choice, but I think it would be one of the more likely choices. I think Leftwich has his issues. It's hard to differentiate between Haley and Brady and how good they were when Leftwich was calling plays. And now without him, how much of it was Leftwich? How much, how much blame is it to Arians not being there anymore? It's, it's a tough call. I'm not really sure how good a coordinator Leftwich really is. But again, Ties to Tomlin. Tomlin loves him. He mentioned him a couple times on the press conferences leading up to the uh, Buccaneers game. So this is as likely um, a candidate as any, really, for the Steelers, if that the uh, Buccaneers do go ahead and, and make some changes on their coaching staff after the season's over. And who knows if that's even going to happen. There's still a good possibility that he makes the playoffs. And then if they get hot, who knows? Maybe they don't make any changes. Um, a couple of names I didn't put in my my post, but uh, names to keep an eye on as well. Uh, there's Zach Robinson, the quarterback coach for the Rams. Again, a McVay guy. 
like I mentioned earlier, that, that Mc, teams covet that McVay coaching tree like there's no tomorrow. So that's a name you got to keep in mind. Um, Joe Brady, the quarterback coach for the Buffalo Bills. Uh, he was a red hot guy coming off that LSU national championship with Joe Burrow. And he was the uh, passing coordinator, I believe, for that LSU team, became the offensive coordinator for the Panthers. That didn't work out too well. He only lasted one season. He's landed in Buffalo. That's a name that's going to resurface as an offensive coordinator, if not in Pittsburgh, definitely somewhere else in this offseason. Bobby Slowek is the passing coordinator for the San Francisco 49ers. I've made my feelings very clear about how I feel about that 49ers offense. Anyone connected with that offense is good in my book. Uh, Slowick being the passing coordinator could bring some real innovative ideas here. I'd be all for this. This is a long shot. He's a young guy. Again, I don't know how Mike Tomlin feels about the Ram slash 49ers, you know, McVay Shanahan style offense. He's only 35, I believe. So I don't know if this is actually a guy that Tomlin would consider, but I wish he would. Uh, Daryl Bevel, um, been an OC a couple times, is the quarterback coach for the Miami Dolphins right now. I'm also a big fan of Mike McDaniels, the head coach of the Miami Dolphins. I think this is an experienced guy. He's been around the league. He's had a couple of opportunities. He was the offensive coordinator with the Lions and the Jaguars in previous years. This wouldn't be a bad name. I mean, someone to keep an eye on. Um, we'll see. I definitely think he could be an interview and, you know, a long shot for the job. One final name to keep an eye on, and I don't know how realistic this is, Bill O'Brien, the offensive coordinator for Alabama right now. Obviously, we know who Bill O'Brien is, former Patriots offensive coordinator, former Texans head coach. His head coaching reign was less than to be desired. I didn't think he was a very good head coach at all. But he is a good coordinator. Alabama's offense is obviously very, very good. Um, the Patriots offenses were good under him as well. We all remember him. He was, he's not, there is no fear in this man. He took on Tom Brady, had that big famous argument on the sidelines that everyone remembers. Uh, smart guy. Uh, a lot of rumors going around that I've heard lately here in New England that Bill Belichick's going to snatch him up as the offensive coordinator for New England next year, next season. It seems more likely than the Steelers hiring him, but I, I, I wouldn't mind Bill O'Brien either. Um, this one might be a long shot depending on what happens in New England but it's definitely a name to keep in mind come this off season. That's the big names. Uh, I'm sure there'll be a couple of names come out of the woodwork that we don't expect. Um, can't really think of anyone else. My favorite on this list, I, again, I think would be Shane Day. I, I like Shane Day. I like what he's done with the Chargers. I like his experience with the 49ers. Uh, the Steelers really need to have a modern offense. We're tied to this, you know, People call on the Steelers offense a college offense. It all depends on what Mike Tomlin wants, right? We've discussed it on the podcast so many times. Mike Tomlin wants to has that old school mentality where he wants to win with defense. He wants a conservative offense. He wants conservative play calling. You know, Ben Roethlisberger is not here anymore to override them and call his own plays and make things happen on his own. Does you know Kenny Pickett's not that kind of veteran? He doesn't have that kind of clout. They're not going to allow him to do that. So Tomlin figures he can win with defense and win with, you know, running the football and, and playing, you know, 1990s, 1980s football. Man, I don't see them being able to win like this. We've talked about it a million times on the pod. 
So God, we'd really like to see a more updated, more aggressive passing offense, a more aggressive offense altogether, a more modern offense. And a few of these names on the list that I mentioned really could fit that bill. Again, it all comes down to Mike Tomlin. We could talk about what, you know, Andy Weidel might like or what Mr. Rooney would like, or, you know, the general manager would like, but it, it, it's, it's Mike Tomlin's going to make the final call on this. And we know Mike Tomlin likes what he likes. So I think if I had to guess right now, I'd do Staley being the running coordinator and, and with the Lions having such good success, maybe even Frank Reich because he's an established guy and he's good with young quarterbacks. So that would help Kenny Pickett. I think those two would be the leaders in the clubhouse, not my favorites. And like I said, Mark Whipple, that's, that's a long shot, but we'll see. All right. Um, hey, email us at daver at steelsanctuary.com. Tell me what you think of this list. Tell me if there's a name that I forgot that you might like. Comment on your favorite guy on my list if you want. Uh, we really like your feedback on this, this podcast. This is going to be an abbreviated one today because uh, I'm solo and not really fond of talking by myself. So um, follow me at, on Twitter at steelersanct16. Follow us on YouTube at Steelers Sanctuary. Like I said, Email the show. I'll give you the email address one more time. D-A-V-E-R at SteelerSanctuary.com. And until Friday when we preview the big Ravens game this weekend, uh, thanks, and we'll talk to you then.